Hello everyone and welcome to Jackie's Quilting Chronicles. Thanks for coming back. I hope you enjoyed the last episode with Pat Bravo from Art Gallery Fabrics. She was absolutely phenomenal and please definitely get the chance, if, if you haven't already, to go to her website, see her work. She's just phenomenal. Um, and we are still continuing from Quilt Market, and I have two very special guests with me today, and some of you may know them already. I have Anita Grossman-Solomon, who is from Manhattan, and I also have Jan Krentz, who is from Poway, California. Welcome, ladies. Well, thank you. Good morning. I'm so glad you guys were, took the time to sit down with me, and I know a lot of my listeners probably know both of you, but I'd like for at least some of those listeners and for my other listeners to get to know you a little bit better. So why don't we start with you, Anita? Can you tell us a little bit? <laughs> Sorry, to figure out how we eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Well, you're on you're on the left side here, so I, when you read, you go left to right. So we're going left to right. How's that sound? Alphabetically, yes, she's an A-name. that's right. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got first began quilting and then. How you got to where you are today? Well, I'm not still quite sure where I am today. I <laughs> did get started one day, oh, it was about 20 years ago. I was walking down it was Bleecker Street in Manhattan, and there was a pile of women heading into a shop. It looked very busy, and it was the Pierre du Fabric store. I had never been in there, and it turned out they was mobbed because they were closing the shop. And I went in and I found these little bits of fabric that seemed irresistible, even though I hadn't sewn since I was a child. Mm -hmm. And I got on the 7th Avenue bus and went back home. By then I lived on Sullivan Street in Soho with rolls of fabric and uh, little pieces. And then eventually I started accumulating more. I would see like sample books. There was Mm -hmm. a home decorating store um, on 6th Avenue. And it started to take over part of my apartment, and I thought, maybe if I make a quilt, I can take a little bit of everything, Mm -hmm. because I'd heard of scrap quilts, so you take a little bit of everything and put it into a quilt, that would preserve all the little pieces that I liked, and then I could get rid of the rest of it. So an art history professor, I'd been in their house, and they said, oh, make a quilt, great idea, you know, (laughs) get some books on the bookshelf, and so... It was like a 1940s book. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I started to read it. And then, um, but before I got too far, I found Diana McLunn and Lauren. Ah, yes. <laughs> so I, people say, oh, they're self-taught. Well, I mean, I'm not self-taught. I read a book. Yeah. And I really believe in books and pictures yeah. and editors. Right, right. And so that's kind of how you got into got quilting. Started. But you said you sewed when you were younger. I made some dresses. Garment and sewing and stuff. At the Singer Sewing Center ah, in Niagara yes. Falls, New York. Ah, yes. And lately I've been thinking how important that was because we used to sew, we would cut out patterns on tissue patterns. I don't know where, at what age home economics stopped and where it mm. started. So mm. when I'm speaking to people, I'm not quite sure how, what, their background yeah everybody's everybody's different if they you know had home economics my my daughter and my son they have now what's called family and consumer sciences and they get like six weeks of it where i when i was growing up i had you know actually i had several years of it and maybe even a girl scout badge right exactly Mm -hmm. exactly so it does vary now and especially now i think you know and i hate when budgets cut things like that but you know, um, I think that it's an unfortunate event, but because it taught us life skills. It did. Taught us how to read a label on a box of cereal. Sure did. Nutritional information. Sure did. And they, boy, nutritional information was different back then, too, than it is today, isn't it? If they had much. Yeah. Yeah. So. So uh, we would take uh, patterns, butter at McCall's, whatever, mm-hmm. and lay a pattern over folded fabric and cut through mm-hmm. the lines. Mm-hmm. And so sort of come for a circle circle Mm -hmm. because now I lay a pattern that can be photocopied over a stack of fabric Mm -hmm. and I cut on those lines to get all the patches that I need to make Mm -hmm. a quilt block Mm -hmm. so I don't have to read the lines on a ruler Mm -hmm. and the only problem with doing that is for me I sometimes miss the line so Mm -hmm. I I cut on the wrong line (laughs) and now I don't have to find my glasses I can (laughs) cut on the lines and so that went from there to there Mm -hmm. But I, when I first came to New York, I started out as a painter. And um, oh, really? So do you have an art background, college-wise? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And which, 
which sort of helps. Uh-huh. I find people in class that say, what I'd like to do now, what I do now, where, I've, where I am now is teaching. You walk into a classroom and people have so much um, that they bring to it. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't have to go to art school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like the last one in the class who is anything that resembles what somebody who might have gone to art school does. Yeah, yeah. I actually have a, uh, uh, what is it, the statistics or the survey, whatever it is, my own survey shows me that some of the most interesting quilts or the quilts that I respond to the most turn out to have been made in the classes by women who studied nursing. Oh, really? Yes, I why is no why is, why is that? I've never heard that before. I have a high percentage of nurses in my classes. Really? Mm-hmm. We never really? talk about this. No, <laughs> That's interesting. I don't think yeah. I've ever heard that. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they just are good at cutting things. No, if I surgical nurses, nurses maybe? Are very detail-oriented. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. They're very bright. Yeah. And one who was a nurse once said to me that um, she wanted to go to art school, mm-hmm. but... The quick version is her father made her go to nursing school because he said you never make a living. Uh, yeah, as and it wasn't that the way. I mean, uh, yes. a long time ago, yes. that's what people would say to you yeah. know you can you can't make a living doing that. You have to do this, and now it's very different. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're you're right. So anyway, that's my unofficial official. <laughs> but people, six, right. you don't need to have an art. I don't think right. you need to have a, an yeah. art background because things come to you. I always say that. You know, what fabric should I choose? And I just look at them and say, you know, what do you I know? wasn't there when you got dressed this morning. Yeah. And you put your top and bottom together. Yeah. Or if you notice when you go to a fabric shop, you don't get to see this because you're online. Yeah. I think. Do you have a... Do you have a no, I, but I did work in a... I did work in a... I'm glad um, you're a mind okay. reader. Yes, <laughs> I know. No, I don't have a physical shop, but I... <laughs> well, if I'm in a store, yeah. uh, you see shoppers lined up to get their fabric cut. The folds that they're carrying of fabric are the same colors of what they're wearing. Yeah. And frequently when we're teaching classes, the project they're sewing in class is the same color palette as they're wearing. Oh, it's true. It's I mean, don't color. you don't you find that of yourselves, too? I mean... Well, I kind of... I like a lot of colors. I do, too. Well, I do, too. But look at what you're wearing today. You're wearing a lot of colors. I am. See? So, yeah. I mean, I think I think it is reflective. Like, I mean, I, I really do think it's reflective of what, what you, you like. like and what you're comfortable working with. Sure. And um, and so I don't. I think just look at what you're wearing and then pull the fabrics together. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's helpful to try to use things that are different than what you mm-hmm. ordinarily would. And I that happened to me. I like to talk about kits. Yeah. Yeah. So I think kits are great or mm-hmm. were great when I first started. Uh, there were Gail Kessler ran a shop. Yeah, yeah. Still has she now still lady does. fingers. Yeah. And they were at the Jacob Javits Center in the early nineties for the Great American Quilt Festival. Yeah. That was like yeah. the granddaddy mm-hmm. of all shows hosted by the American Folk Art Museum. Mm-hmm. And I recall that Lady Fingers had little styrofoam packages of fabric. I've mm-hmm. never seen fabric displayed like mm-hmm. that, strips and pieces. And mm-hmm. she had a pineapple block of the month kit. Mm-hmm. So I ordered that, and mm-hmm. every month the fabric would come, and there would be the dilemma, do I wash it first or don't wash it, but it was ample enough that it didn't need to be, and there were fabrics in there that I never would have purchased, mm-hmm. but because I made myself use them, um, I got to see how one fabric I never would have worked, sure. used with worked against another, and that's part of it, how it all how it all talks, but I like scrap quilts, so that's, yeah. I'm coming from a, not the right. same background as a lot of right. your listeners, perhaps. Right. But let's hear it for kits and but, uh, trying things. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, there there is a definite place for everything that's in the quilting world. And I think kits do have their place. I agree with you. I agree. Now, um, you can you tell my listeners a little bit about, I know you have, you've been published. So can you tell Mother us? Mother C&T, yes. I call it. <laughs> yes. So can you, I mean, are any, are your books still in print? What books have you, this is like a multi-tiered question. What are your books titles? What books are still in print? <laughs> all right, all right. 2003, I came out with Make It Simpler Paper Piecing. Okay. 2005 was the sequel, Perfect Blocks and Minutes. Both of those books, incidentally, are nine inches wide. And if you ever see something, let's not go there, but if you ever <laughs> see something that was eight and a half inches wide, don't buy it. You know, you see something marked down to a penny, there's a reason. They're nine inches wide, so they're for paper piecing, and they can accommodate patterns so that your patterns are six inches finished. I like to make 
traditional blocks and yeah. what I would call regular sizes. Okay. And let's just not make it too hard on Anita sizes. Okay. So those are the two paper piecing books. And then recently there was Rotary Cutting Revolution, which yep. came out in 2010. And that was, that's been going on for years, yes. the projects I've yes. been making for that. And I've, see, I've seen that book. And, and that, that's the one that Laura has of Colton, right? Our friend Laura? Our Isn't friend she? Laura, yes, yes. that Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Laura made an arrowhead. She yes. was, I think, the first arrowhead girl. Yeah. And um, she had been in a class. I finally taught that um, at the City Quilter in New mm -hmm. York, there mm -hmm. on 25th Street. And Laura had been in the class, and she had very little quilting experience, mm -hmm. but her fabrics were just exploding on the table. Mm -hmm. And they weren't fabrics that I ordinarily, that I would have chosen for myself, but they mm -hmm. were just very Laura. Mm -hmm. And I love the way it was coming together. When I thought about working on, when I've been working on books, I like to have quilts or fabrics or examples by other people, mm -hmm. because most people, I think, they see a quilt and say, I want to make that. And you have to like shake them up and down and say, "Do you want to? Make, are you in love with that double wedding ring, or is it just the fabric you like?" Right. So new quilters look through a book, and if they don't see fabric they like, they put it down. So I like to incorporate the palettes from sure. others. And, sure. And so yes, our friend Laura did the Arrowhead, and then um, it was published in Quilt Maker magazine. Okay. Can I do a shout out? Absolutely. Quilt Maker Magazine. <laughs> because they took a pattern of mine once and the editors pore over the patterns mm -hmm. and they found little things and did things and thought of things with stripes or alternatives. And they do what Alex Anderson once said to me write for beginners. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Don't leave a thing out. Mm -hmm. It's true. And yeah. it's so yeah. thorough. So the that arrowhead that Laura made went into air, mm -hmm. went into um Maker. That's a little tidbit I didn't know. She didn't tell me that. <laughs> and now was Ro Rotary Cutting Revolution, was that your last book that's or do you have another last, book? That's out? my last book. Do you have any coming out? Oh God, no. <laughs> I don't know. I thought maybe you'd know? give us a little snippet. I, I'm, I have some things. Jan and I both have something coming out. It's official Oh, together? Oh, it's not. Well, in Quilt Maker. Okay. But do you know okay. the issue that they do? I think they're up to issue number four of the 100 Designers. Okay. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah. We okay. both have yeah. blocks in it. You both have blocks in it. Great. Okay. That magazine. So when you go look go look on the newsstands for the one, I think it's 100, 100 designer quilt blocks. blocks or quilt blocks yes. from Quilt Maker. I forgot. I do have something. <laughs> um, and that's why it was part of the reason I was at Market uh, was to introduce a product an interfacing product. Yes, before I yes, yes, yes. Chill about that. Um, I made a block to go with it, and it's um, Anita's unbiased um, block. Mm -hmm. And the easiest way to explain it is if you go to my website, you'll find links to it. It's Tell them the website na uh, name. Spell it out. Or well, it's www. Mm -hmm. Make it simpler. Very easy. Dot com. Very easy. Make it simpler. Dot com. And, and from there, you'll find a way to the PDF um, to my blog. I have a special. I set up a special blog for my interfacing for Make It Simpler interfacing. Okay. And the pattern is on there with lots of directions. It looks like a. It almost looks like a CNT publication mm -hmm. because there's so many step outs. I think mm -hmm. you have to have lots of pictures and captions mm -hmm. and details. Um, and so that's available. Anyone can download it. You can teach it. I like to take. For example, two identical squares of fabric and turn them into a block without any waste. Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of studio space in my apartment, so I have um, a lot of a big rotary cut. I don't have a large rotary mat. I have a large rotary <laughs> mat. It has things on it. I, mm, in my we all kind of have that. Have that. <laughs> so I work with blocks of squares of fabric instead of with strips. Right. And okay. so with this, I put two squares together and um, um, and make it. You know, it's so much easier to mm -hmm. just look at the instructions or look at the picture. Sure. I think you'll like it. It's um, sure. I think it's gonna make you'll like it. it well, and, and part of the part of um, what it does is it doesn't it take the bias out of it. Is that what it? It stabilizes it, correct? It does. What the? Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> You're welcome. It's, um, <laughs> the bias is still there. It's just the interfacing makes it stable at the edges of the block. Yeah. So, so even a beginner who's never worked with bias edges, Absolutely. this will help a beginner. Even a beginner who didn't know what a bias edge right. was and didn't know why her quilt was sagging and stretching. So this is a good reason to yeah. use this technique and this interfacing because it will give, 
it will give stabilize it, it, it. right, and it will give it a little more crispness, mm -hmm. and it will ha get the wonkiness. Yes. And many of the block designs today will have you cut a square. Mm -hmm. All four edges are mm -hmm. on grain. You make one cut diagonally through that square, mm -hmm. and of course that diagonal cut is biased. Bias. And many of our uh, contemporary quilt blocks are designed in that fashion, mm -hmm. meaning the outer edges of those blocks mm -hmm. would be biased. Mm -hmm. And that's what this product is ideal for. I think it's fantastic. Do you use interfacing? I do. And you know, interestingly enough, what I do use interfacing on is I use it on silk. When I, I make silk quilts, I use it uh, very lightweight, like you use like a, um, for like a chiffon or something like that, or silk. Um, is what I use it for and I, I put it on the back of it before I cut it because it reduces the um, the uh, frame and um, it's fantastic um, to reduce fraying. Silk Dupioni doesn't have a whole lot of you know bias in it but it but does reduce the fraying, the fraying that, around the edges. Exactly. It really helps in, in reducing that. And it can take the that. heat to, you know, just to fuse it down. Right. But when I need to find interfacing in my house, I have to start looking for it, and then yeah. it's a big piece of interfacing, even if I only right. need a small piece, and then I've got to fold it up, and it doesn't feel good in my fingers. Right. So we put it on, CNT put it on a roll. It's one and a half inches wide by 15 Brilliant. yards. Brilliant. And you can use it to join two pieces of batting together and mm -hmm. it won't stretch. That's pretty brilliant actually because people always have scraps of batting and they never know what to do with these small scraps but if you can fuse two of them together. And, f and fusible interfacing is the stuff that if you were wearing a blouse behind your buttons, mm -hmm. behind the... Uh, yes, the yes, yes. It, it, yes, it gets yes. placed there so if you've ever cut something with a seam ripper and you have a little tear you can put the fusible interfacing on the back of the fabric or yeah. on your quilt to stabilize it. Or I put it on a sheet. If there's a tear in a sheet or clothing, I put a little bit of the fusible stabilizer mm -hmm. on it, and then I can zigzag on the machine. But in the quilting, if you have a quilt, I put it on the around the edge of a quilt before putting on a border. Uh, I had a friend who she has triangles all the way around the outside of her quilt, and they're all on bias. So oh. this quilt top was at the bottom of her closet. Yeah. So we put interfacing around the edge, and it's stable Stabilized. and ready to Perfect. go. Perfect. Excellent. Another use for the stabilizer, I find, is sometimes I want to cut a stripe. Mm -hmm. The stripe has been printed parallel to the selvage, mm -hmm. so it's on grain. But I want that stripe to be angled at the edge of the quilt. So I'll, I'll stabilize the entire mm -hmm. piece of fabric, mm -hmm. and then I cut it into my border widths and put it on, and it's nice and structurally very straight, and it doesn't stretch. So it's a really good, it's perfect. good perfect. application. So they're definitely going to need to go to the website, find the um, PDF to, to, to give download, it a try. To try the pattern. Yeah, absolutely. It, it works with it's all stripes. Absolutely. Definitely try it. So go to www.makeitsimpler.com to find... This More if you want to, about exactly this. if yeah. you want to try it. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna move thank, to move to my thank you, my right. <laughs> can, can we tell you though that this is not unusual for Anita and Jan in the morning because we you're we, always talking on the phone. We get together. No, actually, we use Skype. We get together uh -huh. online and we talk through our problems, our ideas. We uh -huh. brainstorm. We generally have a quilter's pajama party. And how fun on is Skype. that? It is. And it's and great. you're on opposite sides of the country too. How fun is we that? We are. I yeah. come from Poway, California, mm -hmm. and of course that's Pacific time. Yeah. I'm three hours behind Anita. Mm -hmm. However, at my household, we get up very early, mm -hmm. so I know by the time I'm up, Anita is also up. She's getting up just the same time, right? Yeah, she, well, she's a night owl, <laughs> yeah. as I am as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, the funniest thing happened. When we were Skyping one day, I let the pets out the door and came back, but I had been using my exercise ball to mm -hmm. sit on. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not paying attention because I'm looking at Anita on the screen. I sat down in midair, and my ball had rolled away. Oh, jeez. And then I couldn't figure out why my tailbone hurt so much. Oh, no. <laughs> but I recovered from that. Oh, no. Well, but that's fun, though, that you guys it is. did that. It's that's great. really fun. It's that's great. Really fun. Well, why don't, why don't you give us a little background on yourself, Jan, and you know, tell us how you got started, if you had those home ec days, et cetera, or history in your family that you've kind of evolved off of, and how you got to where you are now. I'm the oldest child of four. My mm -hmm. father was a construction engineer, and he moved our family regularly. 
So as a young girl, I watched my mother sewing clothing. She used to make us lay down and take a nap every afternoon. She didn't care if we were tired or not. Mm -hmm. You will lay down. Mm -hmm. I was never sleepy, so I think I must have watched her when I was really small. And she tells me by the time I was four, I was such a pest, she let me sew mm -hmm. on the sewing machine. Mm -hmm. And I've been sewing since I was four. Wow. Uh, clothing, doll clothes. Um, a sewing prodigy. Well, I think I might yes. have been an ADD child. <laughs> but at four years old, sewing, that's well, pretty... I was just always happy and yeah. busy, and my mother that's was trying great. to keep my hands busy. Yeah, sure. So I did a lot of needlepoint, cross-stitch, cruel, knitting, yeah. you know, all of those activities. Very, yeah. And very finally, by junior high, because we did have home economics, yeah. I was in all the home ec classes and got quite a start in clothing construction. Mm -hmm. So in high school, I was doing... Um, floor length or ankle length coats and things like that. Wow. So I started into college uh, in fashion design. Okay. But I promptly switched over. I ended up um, studying interiors and mm -hmm. I got a degree in textiles, clothing, and design. from, Ironically, from the University of Nebraska in Lincoln. Okay. And, and that's I'm where so the Quilt Study Museum that's is. That's where the Quilt Study Museum yeah. is. If any of you are traveling across country and you happen to be going through the Midwest, mm -hmm. do take a trip. Go right past Lincoln and mm -hmm. visit the Quilt Study Museum. It's really well done. Mm -hmm. um, at the time my husband and I visited, there was a small exhibit, um, maybe 30 quilts or so, but they had an audio guide that you would check out at the front desk. As you went through, uh, this particular display had quilts from all over the world. But they would have just two examples of the same type of quilt, for instance, applique, or um, pieced work that showed uh, a linear fashion like log cabin. And they would show from two entirely different cultures mm -hmm. and then compare the two pieces. So my husband, who is non-quilter, he found the display really interesting. And I think that's the best part, is to know it's not going to be overwhelming, it's not going to be... Mm -hmm. um, a long drug out affair mm -hmm. if you take mm -hmm. your family members with you it's likely they will also enjoy it so i'm very proud that lincoln has that you went the, that's where you went mm -hmm, the owner of a, a very significant collection yeah. so so now you went to you went there and you studied fashion design well i began in fashion design and but i quickly changed to interiors and then when you changed to interiors then how did you get into how did you get into quilting I mean you, obviously you have quilts on bedding and on walls and stuff is that how it evolved if uh, you are a sewer you generally uh, your eye picks up on anything made of textiles mm -hmm. in your environment look at around you as mm -hmm. you're listening to this podcast look around your home you have textiles on every surface you mm -hmm. have uh, window treatments you mm -hmm. have upholstered pieces you have placemats and hot pads and clothing and just about you know the bed you sleep in every night you have sheets and linens and towels so I always keyed in on different things made by hand that incorporated threads or yarn or fabric mm -hmm. so I think I was about 13 and I was really intrigued by cathedral window designs mm -hmm. Because you would take all these folded pieces of cloth, you would sew them edge to edge, and you would stick a little key piece that would be a focal point, almost like a locket. When you put a picture in a locket, mm -hmm. and then you snap the lid shut, you can see the picture through the mm -hmm. opening. Well, in a cathedral window, you have bias edges. Bias is very stretchy. So as you turn the edge of the block over that key piece, it makes a little curved frame. Well, gosh, this was like a puzzle, and my brain is just going over time. How does this work? I was intrigued. Yeah, My family loved puzzles, and that was something that appealed to me. So when I was 12 or 13, I was sewing Cathedral Window as my first try. I think most of us, if we have a sewing background, you look at a quilt and you think, oh, how hard could it be? Right. I know how to do, you know, I can sew right. a straight line and join two pieces. And that's when you learn that clothing construction... And quilting are two different skill sets. Yeah, they absolutely <laughs> are. Absolutely. So I began sewing and quilting before there were uh, rotary cutting techniques. Mm -hmm. We were still cutting things with cardboard templates and 
we would trace around the template and cut them with scissors. Mm -hmm. And we, of course, hoarded things like cereal boxes and packaging off of children's toys mm -hmm. because they made great template material. And somewhere in the 70s, then, they introduced a whole stack of acrylic strips. They came in different widths. Mm -hmm. You had a one-inch and a one-and-a-half, and, <laughs> and, one and, and then yeah. someone had a brilliant idea to print lines yeah. that looked like a ruler. Mm -hmm. And here we are. Mm -hmm. So strip piecing techniques were all the rage. They came about the late 70s, early yeah. 80s, and Barbara Johanna was one of the forebears, the one of our farm mothers, yes. yes. And, you know, I have a credit to, jo to Barbara Johanna mm -hmm. um, and Mary Ellen Hopkins oh, yes. mm -hmm. in, my, um, in my books because mm -hmm. we got so much from them. Mm -hmm. And people mm -hmm. forget about um, the, the, the quick techniques that, that, they pull, that they put together. They're yes. just absorbed and put all over the, yes. the world and no one realizes very few who developed those techniques. right. right. And Georgia Bonesteel was one of the leaders at that she time. She was fabulous. I had she taken a class Lori. with her way back when, and she was fat. She's just fabulous. She still is. Fabulous. Yeah, I know. Yes. she was fabulous yes. to me back then. then. And I just, I these were our mentors. Yeah. These were mm -hmm. the women. Would we our blogs from. to have some today? Blogs and other things we yes. got off of, off of public television. Mm -hmm. Yes, and, absolutely. And, and finding like the rare book on a bookshelf that had diagram handout mm -hmm. diagrams in the inside of someone. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, during my college years, my husband and I met. We married right after we graduated. Mm -hmm. He had joined the service. Mm -hmm. He was a military officer with the U.S. Navy mm -hmm. for twenty-five years, nearly twenty-five. Mm -hmm. And his job, of course, moved us frequently. As a child, my family moved frequently. Everywhere I was, I was always the new kid. Mm -hmm. And I was happy. I, I had all kinds of um, pastimes I enjoyed. I never really had personal friends until I was about fifth grade. Mm -hmm. So I was really uh, adept at occupying my own time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when we met and married, of course, we continued to move. And one of the first places we moved was Japan for three years. Here you are, newly married. You're far from your family. Very far. You realize that the military neighbors and people you meet become your family. Mm -hmm. I met a woman who had the original copies of Quilter's Newsletter magazine. Mm -hmm. The original copies were black and white. They mm -hmm. were tight yeah. and yeah. mimeographed, I believe, or printed very rudimentary. They didn't right. have color pictures. Right. If you had photos at all, imagine uh, the size of a postage stamp or slightly larger, black and white. Mm. Nothing like the publications we have today. But as a sewer, I was intrigued. I was fascinated mm -hmm. by all the things I was reading. Decided, by golly, as soon as I got back to the United States, the pinnacle of my goal list was to join a quilt guild. Mm -hmm. I thought being a quilter was this hallowed calling. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize if you had already made several quilts, technically you are a quilter. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't think I even qualified yet. Yeah. Yeah. Got back to the U.S. I had a six-week-old baby and a two-year-old. Mm -hmm. We were in a remote location in Central California between Fresno and Bakersfield. Right. We were out on a little air base. We didn't even have our furniture from Japan yet. Mm -hmm. There was no quilt guild in our town. I was crushed. Mm. So I went to the local senior citizens um, hall to call bingo during the daytime hours. <laughs> Kids went to the daycare and the ladies there laughed at me. They said, why honey, we don't do that stuff anymore. So I thought there's gotta be a way to meet quilters. I put my name and phone number in the newspaper, mm -hmm. and I said, if anybody would like to form a quilt guild, come to this address on this night. Holy cow, 25 women showed up. Really? Here Fantastic. I am a mother with yeah. a baby, yeah. nursing baby. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a clue what I'm doing, yeah. but I founded a guild, yeah. and lo and behold, I'm the president and yeah. the newsletter hey. editor. <laughs> And the teacher. Yeah. So I'd work all week long figuring out what are we going to do. Yeah. And the following Monday, I would teach it to them. Mm -hmm. So everywhere you move or everywhere you go, people will say, I don't know how to do that. How do you do that? So suddenly you are in the role of teacher. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're a parent, you're also a natural teacher. Sure. Because sure. your children have to learn about life. Sure. So that's kind of how I got started. Sure. And it just took off from there. Yeah. And you really jumped in with both 
both feet first. <laughs> I didn't do a lot of teaching away from my home until the kids were out of high school. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that would be the late 1990s. Mm-hmm. So I was teaching locally, mm-hmm. uh, but I would always be at mm-hmm. home. You know, it would mm-hmm. just be uh, no more than an hour mm-hmm. or two from my home, and it would be very um, low-intensity kind of obligations. Mm-hmm. I didn't have contracts that took me on the road. Mm-hmm. Now, now, you also have publications. I do. And um, we would love to... I, I have several of them. I Thank do. You. Um, Thank you. And That's I have nice. to go now, and I have to go get... Look Look for her, Anita's, nine-inch books on whole, eBay. I have a whole section <laughs> They're not, they're in print. They're, are they still, still in print? Still oh, in I thought, that, I thought those oh. were not in print. Oh, they're I thought still, the, the, uh, the, okay. They're still in print, but okay. you know, that they, because they float around, that's why I wanted to oh, mention it. okay, okay. Okay, Be sure gotcha. to check your copy, and if your and copy make sure is it's slightly wider than all the other that's books the, on the show, that's the one you want. You it's want not. It's not a want. copy of a copy. No, it's <laughs> a good copy of the original. I should say. The reason it's important is um, it's with paper piecing. And sure. What you don't. What people may not know is uh, sometimes you get a part of a paper piecing pattern, and you're told to photocopy this X number of times, and then you piece them, and right. then you trim them, and then you sew them together. And with my work, the entire page is. The pattern. So you fold the pattern maybe into fourths, and then you piece the entire page, and then you refold it on those four lines, and sew on the sewing lines, which are a quarter inch away from the folding lines. So you've never cut it apart. You don't have to put it back together. So everything and you will don't meet. Have, yeah, you don't have to photocopy it. Yeah, and that's why Perfect. it's essential that you yeah. get the get the right nine inch wide yes. version. That makes sense. Makes sense. Well, my books, I have five titles. Okay. Both Anita and I published with C&T Publishing. Mm-hmm. My books are all in print. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a couple of them that are now available as e-books. And if you can't really? locate them, okay. please come to my website, which is www.jankrentz.com. Can you spell Krentz out yes. for those who don't know K-R-E-N-T-Z. how to spell Krentz? K-R-E-N-T-Z. Okay. It's spelled the same as the romance novelist Jane Ann Krentz. Oh, jeez. But sadly, she and I are not related. <laughs> um, at any rate, I started publishing in 2001. Okay. And I had five titles in that time. Mm-hmm. My work is primarily based on eight-pointed stars. Mm-hmm. Lone Stars and all the variations, Lemoyne, Star, Star Bethlehem, things like that. Because again, they are really dynamic designs. They are medallion designs typically, mm-hmm. and you can make them as simple or complex as you'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, in the more recent years, we did Hunter Star Quilts, Diamond mm-hmm. Quilts and Beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, then I got together with a group of designers. It's important when I'm working on a book, just like Anita, I want to have a whole collection of fabric choices. I want to have different skill levels. And it's important that my design team include some beginners Mm -hmm. because the instructions have to be clear enough that beginners would understand what the directions mean. So um, in about 2005 or 6, we were working with a group of diamond tools that C&T Publishing has produced for me, Mm -hmm. and uh, I gave everybody a set of tools, they're just a 45 degree diamond shape Mm -hmm. in two sizes, Mm -hmm. excuse me, we went back to our sewing studios, we cut up our own fabrics with any kind of an idea based on a traditional Mm -hmm. block, Mm -hmm. we ended up, our team of about 20 to 25 women, we had more than 80 quilts, and really beautiful designs, so I, I spoke with the publisher and asked them, is there any possibility we could put these together as two collections? One collection, the first one is called Quick Star Quilts. Mm-hmm. It has a really great cover. It has mm-hmm. a rainbow star on the front. Mm-hmm. It's very um, eye-catching. Mm-hmm. All of the designs that come together where the diamond points meet, such as a medallion or a traditional star mm-hmm. pattern, those are all grouped together in that collection. And they include uh, kaleidoscope designs as well. Mm-hmm. Then the second group are more graphic. They're much more contemporary looking. The diamonds are linear in fashion, and they incorporate lots of different cutting techniques. Um, Anita and I both are very fond of striped fabric, mm. and <laughs> it, it's always it's a toss-up who it's has fun. more stripes, Anita <laughs> or I. What did I wind up with last night yeah. from the Robert Kaufman Cuff- party? Mm-hmm. Gave to me. They had a not quite like tablecloth. 
Uh, essentially, it was, yeah, it was a table. Yeah, yeah. Pieces of fabric that were hemmed so that they were laid over the center, like the centerpiece. Yeah. You know, at the bar mitzvah, if you if you get the right number underneath the flowers, you get to take that yep. home. Yeah. And uh, someone took, you know, got the fabric and gave me their new stripe. It was yep. um, you know, Jennifer, Jennifer Sam Poo's. Yeah. So I can't wait till. Well, I'm I'm anxious for festival to start so I can get my hands on a sewing machine and cut yes. cut up and the place. Yes. 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 Well, yes. Anita better be careful. We're actually rooming together <laughs> here at market. and uh, There might we'll be a little also... hunk of that taken apart. <laughs> well, I don't know. It just might not make it into her suitcase. It's a candy store at market because yeah, it's, it is. it's booth after booth. And, um, and it's diff so different from festival. The manufacturers have like behemoth booths. Oh, and you see yes. these like, monster yes. crates that come in. You know, the Teamsters deliver these crates to your booth and they set them up in there. Oh, and the displays are really yeah. great. The timeless display where mm -hmm. your quilts are. Mm -hmm. um, they have new new racks and they're, it's very, t it's so polished. You know, yes, it's like it a little is. skyscraper it is. of Manhattan. It's a candy store for quilters. It is. is. It, it is. really it is. is. What, no. Now, you just said that you have quilts at the Timeless booth. That's where I'm going today at 12. Where are your, what oh, are your I'm quilts there? I'm going, going to Timeless. I where? have a new collection of fabric that's being released right now at market. Uh, the collection is very girly. It People is. People might be surprised when they see it because I'm also known for strong color, and I love strong color. But this collection is called Hollyhock Garden, and there are 13 pieces Little known to folks, I one of my grandmothers was a Mennonite lady, mm -hmm. and she had hollyhocks against the back door of her house, and she also had, oh, a mint bush out there. Mm -hmm. And in my area, we have a lot of hummingbirds, so I just kind of had that inspiration of a floral garden effect mm -hmm. with hummingbirds. So mm -hmm. there are some key pieces that have uh, a tossed which is what we refer to a, a pattern where the flowers or leaves are just scattered all over, as if you had a handful of flowers and you mm -hmm. just toss them mm -hmm. in the air. So there's a smaller uh, floral that's about an inch, inch and a half in size. These are bright fuchsias and pinks. They're very pretty. There is a tossed leaf collection mm -hmm. that's they, they're beautiful, great for applique. There's a larger scale floral with hummingbirds. And then there's a border. I'm thrilled about the border. Mm, beautiful. It, it runs parallel to the selvage, which means you get four repeats from selvage to selvage. It's just perfect for quilters because you only have to buy one length uh -huh. to put borders around your quilt. So it's a darkish fabric. And imagine if you had tire treads running down the length of the fabric, mm -hmm. and there are four of them, except mm -hmm. the tire tracks are mm -hmm. all these random, mm -hmm. intense hollyhocks. And so, I didn't understand this, no matter how many times she said it to me. <laughs> but really, your qu a quilt has four sides, and yeah. so there are four tracks. Right. So, no right. matter. In other years, we've had beautiful striped border prints yep. available from a variety of manufacturers, but they only had three repeats across right. the width. Right. And so I was just thrilled that Timeless would work with me. And we designed something that is practical for quilters. Right. So you have a wide band that's about six inches wide of these gorgeous, rich, dark green leaves. And then you have this beautiful hollyhock. It is absolutely beautiful. And, and the quilts were gorgeous. And I don't know if you actually logged on to your computer at all since yesterday or since Friday. But... You and I are friends on Facebook. Are we? And yes, we are. I know we. I, it, it, it. <laughs> so anyway. I knew so, I recognized yeah. you. So anyway, so when I was at Schoolhouse, I'm taking pictures of your 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 fabric and your quilts. Do you want to tell and, us what Schoolhouse is? Yes, Schoolhouse. For those of you who didn't listen to the previous podcast, go listen to it. But Schoolhouse is a fun thing that we get to do before the actual market floor opens where designers and fabric companies and book Authors. publishers they all come out and they show the shop owners and the media for quilt quilting industry what the new products they're introducing are in this fall and Jan had a schoolhouse for her line of fabric fabrics. so what I did was I was taking some pictures with my camera and then I took a few with my cell phone and while I was sitting right there I uploaded a picture of your you? beautiful beautiful Lone Star quilt that oh, you good. did from you. your Hollyhock 
quilt and I tagged it so it's actually on your Facebook page too. Oh, thank you. So if people have not gone, if people who are friends of you on Facebook, and if you're not, you got to friend Jan or friend me and you'll be able to get a little sneak peek of this particular quilt and you got lots of fabulous comments oh my about gosh. it. Well, it looks look. yes, it looks phenomenal. So it also it's took a few minutes fabric. right before I came here to upload pictures of the quilts that I showed. Mm -hmm. They're on my blog. So okay. if you go to my website mm -hmm. again, it's just my name, jancrance.com. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a menu at the top and on the far right hand side it says blog. Mm -hmm. If you click there you can see some of the projects we put together. Excellent. Oh, we had the best time. They're, and the, the pro projects were fabulous. They're, okay, well, in this um, collection of 13 prints, we also have mm -hmm. support or um, accessory prints. Mm -hmm. And I'm very excited about them because I think they're good standalone. Sure, I they are. I think the whole collection is two color stories. There's the floral romantic mm -hmm. that's ideal for piecing or applique. Mm -hmm. And then the support pieces. I'm very excited about those because we have three different gradient prints. A gradient is where the, the yardage is shaded from the lightest value to the darkest value of three different colors. So, for instance, along one selvage, you would have very light pink, and it goes all the way down through a deep burgundy. Mm -hmm. And no matter where you cut pieces across this yardage, you get a glow of you color. Do. It, the value changes. So there's a free pattern that goes with that color collection. The gradient comes in three colors. There's a, a pink, a green, and a blue, but they're really rich and they gorgeous. Are. And yeah. they'll be ideal for all of the contemporary quilt designs that we see today. Mm -hmm. I purposely designed them for that, that reason. And the, the quilt that you showed, is that the free? The glowing is, juice. Yes, is juice? that the free yes. download? And it really does. It really is, is a beautiful. Shimmers. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's beautiful. So if you go on to the Timeless Treasures site or you're on my blog, mm -hmm. you should see the glowing jewels quilt. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I have a second quilt pattern, which is a starburst, and mm -hmm. that's the one you may have uploaded. Mm -hmm. It's based on some of the quilt designs from mm -hmm. the Quick Star mm -hmm. Quilt book. And that one, I've also written mm -hmm. the directions for mm -hmm. you. So you'll want to use your book for the general construction, mm -hmm. but all the fabric choices and the strip sets are laid out in the pattern that I've Excellent. put together. Excellent. So the other companion prints in this collection there's a tiny mini dot, but it's Which not is a sweet. Yeah. it's not a mini dot like we had mm -hmm. in the 1960s. It's really um, painterly, and the little splashes of color in the polka dots mm -hmm. are fun. There's a pink and a green and a blue, blue. a teal blue. I know her fabric intimately yeah. because mm -hmm. it was all over my living room mm -hmm. floor. Mm -hmm. Anita, Anita has made one of her fa fabulous quilts mm -hmm. out of this collection. It was. I loved it. it. <laughs> the old Italian block, mm -hmm. but I th thought, oh, what I enjoyed, what was a surprise to me was, as much as I love my girlfriend Jan, was that there are 13 pieces in her collection, and when I had cut it up and put it into my quilt, it looked like there was so much more. I wasn't lagging mm -hmm. for anything. Mm -hmm. There was lights, and there were darks, and the change in scales, yeah. and sometimes um, it, one's limited when you're working sure. with one collection. Sure. With one sure. collection. But that's the beauty of the gradient, because right. when you cut gradient fabrics and put them in with regular printed fabrics, it multiplies your collection. It yeah. looks as if you have a lot more yeah. fabrics in there than you actually do. So now your collection, let's go over this once again for my listeners. It's Timeless Treasures. Timeless Treasures. And the, the Hollyhock Holly Garden. Garden. And it will be shipping to stores when? I believe they've got all the pieces in. So mm -hmm. if your shop owner, your local shop owner, mm -hmm. will contact Timeless Treasures or their representative that comes to your store. So they'll be able to find it in the store relatively Absolutely. soon. Absolutely. Okay, so if they're interested. The final little um, support piece that's in mm -hmm. the collection is a watercolor stripe. Mm -hmm. And it has a beautiful blending of colors and shades. And that comes in a blue, a Green, green and pink, and I use that yes, all around pale pink on the edge of my uh, mm -hmm. binding. Mm -hmm. so and I've used, used it across pillowcases. I've used it for all mm -hmm. kinds of things. Yes, so you had really you exciting. had very good pillowcase models. It <laughs> 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 was funny. Oh, the house but girls. Yes. yes. Yeah. And yep. Sherry yep. House joined us for, yep. the, for the schoolhouse, and yep. she helped me hold up a design that she, she created. Yes. Um, called. I do, do? too. Mm -hmm. She has a whole collection of patterns, and mm -hmm. I do is a fun little 
um, design has long rectangles and then circles that are applicated yep. at the ends, almost like bolts and linkage. Yep. So I made it up in this collection of hollyhock fabric. Mm -hmm. Darling, so cute. Yeah. And she and her it's daughters. It's like her bubbly. It's yeah. exciting. Yeah. It's bright. It bounces. Show. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So very exciting. Yeah. Well, I, this is this has absolutely been wonderful for me to sit down with the both of you this morning. Two things that I want to do before we close out the podcast. First, I want would like each of you to say your websites again for my listeners. Anita? Well, my website is www.makeitsimpler.com. And that will actually divert you to my blog where I put a lot of my information. I know how to quilt, but I don't know how to upload to the website. <laughs> but I can manage a blog. Yeah, okay, great. So they'll be able to get updated information by going to makeitsimpler.com. Yes. Okay. And, and you will also have links on your Absolutely. I will also have site. links on my site. Yeah. And my website again is www.jankrentz.com. Okay. All lowercase. And it's Krentz, K-R-E-N-T-Z. Excellent. If you do a search, it'll come up. And one last question for the both of you. Um, You're did, grinning. I'm afraid of what's I coming. Did, did, <laughs> I did. Because I, 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 we kind of touched on this slightly in the beginning. But what are your fa most favorite, favorite color to work with? Oh, gosh. Red. That's a difficult question because I really do like color. Mm -hmm. I like all kinds Unlike of Unlike you. I like color. Yes. But I do have... I could. I, out a favorite. Like Anita, I adore red. Mm -hmm. And my teaching gear is all tagged with lime green. Mm -hmm. It's just because lime green was an easy color to come by recently. Mm -hmm. And I can do a very quick scan of the mm -hmm. room where I'm teaching and I'm able to pick up all my mm -hmm. stuff and get mm -hmm. it back in the bag. Mm -hmm. Sort of like the cat in the hat, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I like color. And mm -hmm. color plays differently depending on which colors you're using against, you mm -hmm. know, their neighboring sure. piece of fabric. So. Sure. When I use the red, because I think red is cheerful, mm -hmm. I mostly sew with red thread. Mm -hmm. Because why sew with gray thread? It causes me <laughs> red thread, and it just cheers me up to see the red stitching. Yep. So that reminds okay. me, can I tell you a little trick sure. that I do sometimes? Sure. But sometimes I'm forced and I have to use white thread, <laughs> or if I'm zigzagging in white. What a horrible thought. No. <laughs> But I know, I hear but, you. But we are, and, and it works. And as I'm coming to an area that's red for a little bit, and if I'm zigzagging, I don't want to stop with the white. I can't stop with the white thread. I'd have to backstitch it, this and that. And you can't really cut it. Yeah. But I only need a little bit of red thread. So as the white thread is coming through the sewing machine and just before it goes into the hole in the needle, I take a red fabric pen and <sighs> I touch it to the thread and it turns it red long enough for it to touch my red fabric. And That's then I brilliant. remove the pen and I'm back to white again. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. How are you doing? Neat little, neat little Do technique. Do you use the fabric hole markers? Um, I don't think so, but I have to use a fabric marker, not mm -hmm. a sharpie type right. of yes. pen, because yes. it's not only with a feathered, it changes the character yes. of the thread. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, mm -hmm. it does. It does. I like the fabric hole markers. They have the Sukineko. Yeah, it's a Japanese brand, but oh. they come with uh, a bullet point and a big brush point. Yes. They're in the same. Um, Pen barrel, and they come with all different colors, and you can find them in most of your most of the art stores too. Or, uh, craft stores right, have them. Right. Do you sell it? I don't, but I I do um ha I do have a few of them, so yeah. But thank you both so much for sitting down with me today. Did you tell anyone about your phone? Oh well. You know, it's funny because I did blog about this oh. a while ago. So if you if you're wondering what Anita's talking about, my phone case is a um, it's a, it's an upload of a quilt that I designed for Quilt Magazine. Really? Yes. You you didn't hear this last no. night. Oh, you were. And guess what? It's diamonds. Isn't that fabulous? So and this is not the whole quilt. That's just the body of the quilt. Um, but it's if if people are interested in making their own personalized. Um, well, phone I think it's cases. so attractive because your quote, yeah. the detail, is, yeah. is so handsome. It, thank you. But they can go to case-mate.com and upload your own JPEG. It's, it's a C-A-S-E-Mate.com. -E and you can upload any JPEG. It can be a, pic, a picture of your grandchild or your daughter. It can be anything. I chose that I felt, I felt like I wanted to carry my quilt in my pocket with me all the time. So that's why I did that. You know, seeing but, your case reminds me of one thing I'd like to mention to your viewers. Mm -hmm. And Anita helps me find this. 
I have only one of my titles, Diamond Quilts and Beyond, mm -hmm. was my third book that was translated into a foreign language. Yes. It was translated into Russian. So, oh, interesting. lo and behold, Anita <clears throat> found online some beautiful pictures, the 2014 Olympics, their entire theme, all their banners, their shirts, their, yes, their logos, that's everything right. is going to be that's patchwork right. quilt diamonds. I saw that as well. Yes. And they're very similar yes. to the style of diamonds that were in the book. So I, I have to that's think fabulous. there's a correlation. That's fabulous. We have to get you to but, uh, you know, the there, Olympics. There's one other thing, though, we need to mention, too. You have a DVD. Oh. I do. I have a DVD. Right. I was really fortunate. CNT picked 12 authors or 13 authors. And they sent a film crew to our homes, and we were able to do a presentation based on our most popular books. My DVD is, in essence, the workshop that I teach yes. as a one to five day workshop on Lone Star Quilt Design. And it's really good and complete. It is good. I have it. I've watched it. Oh, well, thank it's you. It's good. Thank you. So I can, t I can totally recommend it. I had so. put all those fabrics away from the first book, yeah. and I just went to my storage area, got the box out, yeah. and there they were. So yeah. the color of the fabrics track with the book because mm -hmm. they're the actual mm -hmm. pieces. Right, right. So people can still find the DVD? Oh, yes. They? Okay. So they're they available can. either from me okay. or from Amazon or from so if, Yeah. So if you're really a visual learner and you, you know – or you want to hear it, you know, if you like, definitely get the DVD and, and get the companion book to go with it, too, I because to they're... I have to say, those DVDs were very professionally mm -hmm. edited. And yeah, they were very they were good. filmed with high-def cameras, so they're really good quality. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know we could go on forever and ever, and we can, I, and I'm sure we will after we, <laughs> <laughs> we stop the podcast. But again, thank you so much. If, if you want to learn more about Jan and Anita... Um, I will also have the links on my blog, uh, cvquiltworks.blogspot.com. You can shoot me an email if you like, jackie at cvquiltworks.com if you're not quite sure where to go, and I'll make sure you get their links. Um, and I, I urge you to go to their websites, find out everything that they've told you, explore, and they've got lots of stuff going on. So, um, We are both traveling teachers. We'll be in your neighborhood That's soon. right. Check, check their schedules. Absolutely. So thanks again, and until next time, everyone, happy quilting.